0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward, too.
2: Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I'm very excited about our show today. We're going to learn all about how to hire the right people for your team. And we have a true expert um, as a guest today. She's a CEO of three companies. And um, we're going to get to that in just a minute. So let's start our show off with the business tip of the week. So I have tried very, very hard to clean out my email because my days are getting busier and busier. And I just don't have time to go. Go through unnecessary emails. Even it just takes time to even go in and just delete them. So, with that in mind, anything that comes in my email box has to be something truly, truly worthwhile, worth my time. So recently I signed up for something, it's called the Skim. Theskim.com. You can go in, you can sign up for this, and I'll tell you, it is truly great. What happens is about six o'clock in the morning, I get an email, and it gives you a great summary of what's been going on in the outside world. And it's actually written by two producers from NBC News. I think it's two former producers there, two young girls. And I have to tell you, their writing is amazing, and their information everything is just right on target. So if you need to keep up with the world and you just don't have time to sit through, you know, and spend 45 minutes with your newspaper in the morning, the skim allows you to skim more or less world news in about a minute. So try to go in and sign up. And actually, today was an interesting day. They are being sponsored by Lowe's, and Lowe's, is um, giving, they're having a contest where the most people that, um, that you can get to sign up, whoever signs up the most people to become subscribers to The Skim, can actually win two nights free at the Lowe's in Miami. So it just might be worth your time. Trust me, it's a really good thing. Anyway... Okay, so that's theskim.com. You can also mention paying it forward if you'd like. That would be great. All right, so let's move on to our guest. Our guest is... Extremely successful. Her name is Gail Tolstoy Miller. She's a graduate of NYU. She has worked in the recruiting field for more than 15 years. She serves dual CEO roles at Consult Networks, a consulting firm, and Speed Networks, a business to business speed networking event company. And Speed Hire, a one of a kind recruiting solution that is rapid, targeted, and highly effective. So there's lots of information here, and we're gonna go through every single um, company that Gail is associated with. So, with that, I wanna just bring Gail right on. Good morning, Gail. Welcome to Paying It Forward.
0: Good morning, Josephine, and thank you for having me this morning.
2: Oh, I'm so, so excited, Gail, because this all just could not have worked out better, because last week, my guest, David Pinto, we were having this whole big conversation on how important it is to hire the right people, and as small business owners, it's just really, really hard, and sometimes, you know, you think your gut is telling you to do one thing that this person looks really, really great, you hire them, and they don't, work out. And, you know, when you're in a big corporation and one person doesn't work out out of, you know, hundreds, well, it doesn't have as much effect as if you've got five or ten people working in your small business. It could be a disaster. So with that, I can't wait for you to educate me and my listeners on how we can hire better. But before we get to that, Gail, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us like when you were younger, what did you do and bring us all the way up into what made you decide to start your companies. Okay, so you want to start when I was a child. Um, I do, I do, okay, because lots yeah. of times, you know, Gail, saying, lots of. All right, I'm uh, sorry. Go start. ahead, you go.
0: And you know, it's funny because my childhood has really shaped where I have been now, and it, it, it evolved. Um, And that really comes into play with my book, Network and Karma, which I'll get into later. Um, When I was younger, I was extremely, extremely shy and introverted. And actually, the school system told my parents that they wanted to keep me back because they thought I was socially inept. So that's how my life kind of started, just very introverted, um, hiding behind my mother, not really talking, not participating in class. Um, And I actually was being bullied a little bit, too, because I was an easy target. Um, And then as I got older, I started breaking out of my shell a little bit. Um, And then in my teens, I obviously had a voice. But the pivotal moment, I would say, in my life was when I was 14 years old. Um, And one day I came home from school and found out that my father died of a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was um, life-altering, um, and it really—you know—I felt safe at that point up until, the, you know, up until I was fourteen, and then just imagine coming home and everything's wonderful, and then your life kind of just shatters. So, after that, even at the age of fourteen, you know, at fourteen when you lose a parent, you you feel that you're not a fourteen-year-old anymore, and that you're going through something very adult-like. So it changes your view of the world. And at that moment, all my fears kind of went away. Um, and at that point moving forward, I always said to myself, I've got nothing to lose. And I'm going to live my life the way I want. I don't care what people think of me. And that really um, you know, gave me more confidence so even though I was going through something negative, I, I do believe that um, it gave me something positive in my life. And that's – I really attribute that incident, the death of my father. Of course, you know, if I could change it, I would. But that allowed me
2: to be who I am today. Wow. Um, that is so, so powerful. Wow. It really kind of hits home. And I have to tell you, I know – you know, my listeners know that my first husband had passed away, and I'll never forget somebody telling me. I was very young to have gone through that also, uh, like 31. It's not 14, but a spouse is a little different. But the thing is, I remember somebody telling me, Your innocence has been taken away. And I never, it took me 10 years to figure out what that really meant. And gosh, listening to your story, I just hear it. The innocence was taken away from you, but the flip side of it is, like you said, it makes you, it made me somebody we never would have been without that, you know, traumatic experience, and it truly makes you strong, and it's amazing that you were able to build that confidence. You just became an adult overnight is what had happened, and, um, I'm sure this has a lot to do with why you're such a huge success. It actually is. And I have to
0: say, um, one of the most um, the people, the person I really look up to, actually, that I really could relate to and what he has to say was Steve Jobs. Oh. And I actually have a quote on my wall from Steve Jobs. And there's many quotes that I, that I really like and some of the things that he said. And there was one thing that he said, That really stuck with me. And when he created Apple, um, before he created Apple, he went to college, he dropped out, and he took a calligraphy course. And that calligraphy, at that point, he never knew. He did it for enjoyment. He never knew at that point that that calligraphy would help him with Apple, with the face type, you know, the different type
2: faces. Sure,
0: yeah. And he said, when you're going through things, you don't know the, the pieces of the puzzle until you look back. And when you're going through something like that, like the death of my father, at that point, it's devastating. You don't know how you're going to get yourself out of it. You react certain ways to certain things. But then when you look back, you could put it all together and say, wow, now I get it. And that really hits home with me. And, and I truly believe that, that, when you're going through something at that point, you, you, it's hard for you to look forward. You're just looking at where you are now. Wow. So um, I think one of the biggest lessons, and I think this is a common theme even for job seekers and business owners, is uh-huh. follow your passion. You must uh-huh. follow your passion because you've got one life and you never want to have regrets. And it's very sad to me to talk to candidates every day and they're stuck in their jobs and let's face it we spend most of our time working sometimes more than spending time with your family so why not do something that you enjoy and people are afraid and i think that's one thing that i learned through the death of my father was you know follow your passion and i've always done that, and at times I've disappointed my family because of it because they wanted certain things for me, but I said, no, I've I've got my life, and this is what I have to do, and especially in my career choices. Um, When I went to NYU, uh, my mother told me, okay, the only way you're going to make it into the world is if you become an attorney, which my father was, so she kind of wanted me to follow in his footsteps, and go to NYU's business school. So... I went into the NYU Business School, and I was completely miserable. Completely oh, miserable. <laughs> then I applied to law school, got into law school, was going to go into law school. And something said, I said, there's no way I can do this. And what my passion at that point was the music industry. I, and then I ended up working for Sony Music. So I never, though I kind of followed what my family's expectations were. At the end, I really did what I wanted to do, and that's what people to do. And you followed your passion. Do.
2: I yes. can't even, wow, I, I'm i so intrigued. I I love everything you're saying. I love Steve Jobs. I think he was an amazing, amazing person, and I can't wait to pick your brain and learn so much more from you, Gail. So everybody, hang in there, and we will be back shortly. We're going to take a quick break on Paying It Forward.
1: Right back with more paying it forward with Josephine Girasi. Right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy. With Donna Kimbrand, the Edgy Evolutionary. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, Stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the Thought Leader's Edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As Thought Leader's You need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle glory tragedy and triumph revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts used to propel themselves to world-class success many people live their whole lives wanting more the gold medal success show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com.
2: Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Gail with us. And um, so, Gail, tell us a little more. So you started, you then decided not to go into business school, correct? Or you went to NYU, you went to business school, you tried law school, you didn't feel that that worked out, and then you decided to go work in the music industry for Sony, Correct.
0: Right. Well, I actually got into law school, but I decided not to go. And as far as the business school, I transferred from the business school to the liberal arts and studied uh, sociology and philosophy, which every parent probably would cringe at. But I had—I went to school to learn, and that's—that's that's what I did. So it was. The best decision I ever made. Um, And then, yes, after I graduated graduated NYU, I went into the music industry um, and worked at Sony Music in the recording studio. Um, I worked there for a couple of years. Uh, Amazing experience. Laid the the foundation for a great work ethic because the recording industry and working with artists, you could just imagine um, what that's like. Uh, Great time, but again, worked really hard. Uh, And then I kind of reflected back and said, you know, is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? Because you really have to work long hours and work overnight, and a big part of my job was recruiting. So I really enjoyed that. I said, you know, maybe I should become a recruiter, and one of my friends was a recruiter, and that's how I got into recruiting.
2: I have to tell you, Gail, I think recruiting is a great job. Many years ago, I had graduated from this MBA training program after I had gotten my master's in marketing, and I was in the brokerage industry, and I remember going to a presentation and the head of recruiting got up, and I kept saying to myself, wow, that looks like such a great job, and for so many years, 20, 30 years later, I'm always saying to myself, wow, I wonder if I should have been a recruiter. It seems like such a fun job because you get to meet so many people and you're just kind of like a matchmaker, you know, trying to match the talent with the person and just think about how powerful that position is because if you make a good match, you've created happiness for that person for the rest of their life. I mean, seriously, that is a turning point for a lot of people whether, you know, they're happy in their job or miserable and... I don't know. That I think a recruiter is a really powerful um, position. It is, and that's the part
0: of my job I really like is because every day I'm helping people find jobs, and I also coach them along the way. But also it's really important. And people don't think about this. It's not only about the person finding a great job, but it's also the bottom line of the company. If I find um, an A player, a great employee, that means that company is going to be more successful. So really, it's a win-win for the company, and it's a win-win for the candidates and the employees.
2: Absolutely. I mean, It'll I think it's with great.
0: recruiting, and people don't realize that. The success of the company doesn't start with sales. We're the ones right. who bring in the sales people. It's us finding the best talent, and if you don't have a good recruiter, it really can make or break Your company, because they can't assess the talent right, you're not going to be getting in great candidates. And let's face it, if you don't have great employees, your company is not going to do well.
2: Uh, Honest to God. I mean, I had a guest come on the show once. Um, I wonder hmm, maybe he didn't come on the show, but I just remember hi- talking to him and he ha- he owned a small business and I remember him saying to me, Josephine, the worst thing you can do is hire a bad employee or somebody that just does not fit in with the um, the environment because what happens is that that person's like a cancer. It just spreads and destroys all, all of the happiness in the company. Yeah, and you have
0: to be able to to define in your organization what makes a good employee, what would ma- what makes a bad employee. And people don't realize, you know, everybody's looking for the perfect skill set. And you know, on paper someone can look amazing. However, if they don't fit your corporate values or your corporate culture, they're never going to work out. I would rather hire someone who is really bright, who maybe doesn't have all the skill sets, but understands the corporate culture, fits into the corporate culture and the corporate values. And even with a business partner, um, because I've had this happen to me, if if you're not mesh with that, with the corporate values and what your goals are, it's never gonna work out. So you really need to align yourself with employees that have the same goal as you and are
2: gonna help you get there. Yeah, I think that's a great, great point. So tell us, Gail, are we ready to really give the listeners some advice on how to hire a good employee, or do you want to tell us how you started with your companies?
0: Let's um, let's discuss the tips on how to hire great oh, good. Okay. employees, because I think – I I mean, that's more practical. I mean, I could talk about my businesses, but I really think that this is really important because that really affects companies. So um, there's different things that you really need to look for. Um, You really have to, first you have to figure out what are your corporate values and your corporate culture, and you really need to write them down and figure out what that is. Because if you don't define that, you're just going to be replacing. You may get lucky and hire the right person, but you have to be able to define that. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, another big problem that companies have in hiring is that they feel pressured they have to hire someone in a week. It's okay to take your time because when you hire under pressure, that's when you make big hiring mistakes. I'm not saying to take three months to hire someone because you're going to lose great people. That's another thing. If you take too long, I've seen many companies do that. They take three months, six months. It shouldn't take you three to six months to hire someone great. Right. Um, network. That's crucial. Network with the people, or reach out to people that you trust. That you value their opinion and most likely it's like a job, it's like referral. They're gonna actually refer people to you that will not embarrass them. So always do that. But there's certain characteristics that you really need to look for. And again, it has to match your corporate culture and your values. Also, you have to look how they react during the interview process.
2: Okay, before we go on to number five, I'm writing all this down. Let's go back to number four. Look for certain characteristics. Can you give us some examples of that? What are, like, the best characteristics that we should be looking for? Well, I think flexibility.
0: I think that's really important because in this day and age, things are always changing. And you have to be able to change as well as a business owner, And be adaptable. Uh So you really need someone who is flexible. If they're very stringent in their ways, then that's someone that has no flexibility, and I don't think that would be someone that I would want to hire. Because businesses are always evolving. You know, your business may be one thing today, but it may look completely different in five years, and that's the reality of business today. Because of technology and people are always looking to improve. (laughs) So that's one thing. And it also depends upon the position. But I would say that's a characteristic. No matter what job you're looking for, they need to be adaptable. Another thing is work ethic. I mean, for me, if someone doesn't have a strong work ethic, then I'm not going to hire them. It's just, it's not going to happen because I. that's like the core of my business is someone that, um, works hard. Um, that you know, maybe he's not going to look at the clock nine to five. Um, that really wants to produce. Another thing is results driven. I'm very results oriented. I mean, it's all about results, isn't it? I mean, you really Absolutely. want someone. They could be nice. They could have a great personality. But if they can't produce for you, then what's the point? So, what you want to do when you interview is do a behavioral based interview. So, you ask them questions based upon what they've done in the past. And I would say the number one question that is probably the most important question is, "What are your accomplishments?"
2: Oh, they wow. can't speak okay. to their this accomplishments. This is such great information. Then yeah. why hire them? And I don't want to hear, "Oh, this person's
0: a janitor." They have, there's no accomplishments, or they're an admin. The admin is the core of your business. They keep everything together. So they have to be able to accomplish something, whether if they create process, um, you know, uh, Excel spreadsheets, whatever it may be, to make your life easier and more organized. If they can't answer that, then you can't hire
2: them. Everyone has to accomplish something. Okay, I love this. This is great. We're coming up on another break, but before we get that, um, come to the break, can you give us another really good question to ask during the interview? Um,
0: I would try to find out more about the person and what makes them, I hate to use this word, tick, in a sense. What drives oh. them? What's their drivers?
2: What are your drivers? Yeah. What, makes what me- drives you to succeed? Yeah.
0: And ask them, what kind of corporate culture do you like working in? What, what are some of your good experiences that you've had in the past? What are some of the bad experiences? You want to ask questions um, from their past to see how they've handled it. Because typically how someone handled something in the past is how they're going to handle it in the future. So, for instance... Let's say someone, you want to see how they interact with their previous boss. And you may want to ask, okay, have you ever had a problem with um, any management or employees? And if so, how did you handle that situation?
2: Oh, my so you gosh. These are such incredible. How did they
0: handle certain situations? And you get a lot more. And try not to ask yes or no questions.
2: These are great, great questions. And Here we are. We're talk. coming up on a break. We're halfway through our show okay. already, and I'll tell you, Gail, we have a lot more to do with you. Okay. I'm personally learning a lot, and I know my listeners are. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Thanks, everyone.
1: Be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girassi. Right after these on TogiNet.com.
0: The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about
2: topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure.
1: is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at four three p.m central on Toginet.com. trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts trisha is a wife mom speaker family expert and author of 24 books Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. too far, and then you get nothing done. Well, becomes-
2: welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Gail with us. And Gail... Right before the break, we were talking about some incredible questions to ask um, potential employees that we wanted to hire. So I thought one of the best questions that you had said was, have you ever had a problem with management and how did you handle it? So I thought that was really, really great. But I guess if you have a couple of more questions, do you have any more questions? Because this is so important. To ask the right questions during the interview, if you want to do that, then I can switch you. Uh, we'll switch gears a little. Any more question, uh, Questions we can ask? Um, let me think. Um, you just really want to cover
0: bases on. You really have to define before you ask even more questions. Before we add, Before I add to that is you really have to figure out what the responsibilities are and what, what you want to get from that person. Okay, good Once point. you know that, then you need to base your questions around that as well. So, of course, okay. you want to find okay. out if that person fits your corporate culture, and you're going to ask questions around that and how they work with other people. It's the soft skills that are extremely, extremely important. But once you define what the job entails – then you're going to ask questions regarding that now another thing that recruiters do and this makes for a very bad recruiter they do too much talking they ask too many questions let the person talk so the first question i would say is tell me about yourself and just let them roll because what's going to happen is they may get themselves in trouble and you may find something about them that you don't like or they're going to shine, and hopefully they will shine. But if you control too much of the interview, you're not allowing them to speak and really express um, what they need to express to you. So um, that's another tip that I would I think this want. is
2: great. So. Um So, Gail, can we just take one minute, and I just want you to rattle off as if you can use me as an example. If you're giving an interview, what are your typical questions? I mean, my typical,
0: again, it's the accomplishments. Okay.
2: Um, I ask the
0: typical questions, you know, why did you leave? Um, If you had to create the perfect job for yourself, what would that job look like? You do not want, and this is another tip, you do not want to first describe the job to them or give them any tips about your corporate culture. That all comes at the end because then you're prodding them to give you the, the answers that you want to hear.
2: Great point. I like that. You're, you're so yes, right so about that's that. that's why I asked them. If you had to create the
0: perfect job for yourself, what would it be? But they don't know what I'm thinking. They don't know what I'm looking for. So that that question is really going to give me an authentic answer because they're not going to know. They're really going to talk. Hopefully they're going to speak from the heart and they're going to really give me the right answer or the truthful answer. And then I can ascertain if that's right for me or not.
2: Okay, this is great.
0: What motivates you? And then I'll get into specific questions about their background, but it's more of the soft skills. Um, you know, do you like a structured environment? Do you, or, you know, do you prefer bigger company, smaller company? Why? You know, that kind of thing.
2: Okay, that's perfect. I think that is plenty of information for us to use when we're interviewing people for our businesses. This is like a great format. I'm so glad we did this, Gail. I think that was well worth the time for my listeners. Wonderful. All right. So if it's okay, let's switch gears just a little, Gail. Okay. As a business owner yourself, I have a question. I mean, we always look at our businesses and we always think of the accomplishments and some of the toughest things – is looking at our mistakes and what i love about my radio show the reason why i even came up with my radio show gail was because i made so many mistakes in my business i didn't want anybody else to make the same mistakes so are there any mistakes that you feel that you might have made in your business that you might be able to share with us so we can learn from that
0: you have five hours of time. No,
2: <laughs> Gail, I, I'm sure Look, I have. You know, be trust me.
0: <laughs> when you're a business, when you're a CEO of a company, it's it's very different than being an employee. And you know, being an employee, you know, I worked for for many companies. I was always the go-to person. They knew that I was going to get the job done, and. I was always the workaholic. They knew I would be there for them working. I'm a night person, a night mm-hmm. owl, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's craziness. But right. actually, again, that's the music industry trained me for that, and that's how I am naturally. But um, so it, it, great empl- I'm a great employee, working really hard, but I owned everything, okay? So when I started working in my own company, I didn't change that. So the problem was it was very difficult for me to delegate. And when you're a CEO of a company, you cannot work the same way as you were as an employee. So I was trying to do everything myself. And what happened was uh, 24 hours a day is not enough hours in a day for me. And I'd have employees that were not feeling empowered because I didn't want to give anything up. And I was still in that employee mode. So I hired a business coach because I knew something's not right here. I knew. I'm very self-aware, and I had no one to talk to. And I got a business coach, and she said, your biggest problem is delegation. And I knew it. And I was getting burnt out. And I have this wonderful business coach. Her name is Teresa Marinette. Marinelli, um, and her business is Climate of Success. She's wonderful, and she's really helped me. Um, And the delegation piece has been huge. So what you really have to figure out from a delegation perspective is, okay, as a CEO, what do you need to do that's going to make your company money, and what can you give to your employees that, that is no value to you? But other people can do that will help your company as well so for instance administrative I have an administrative assistant why would I be doing anything administrative I should be giving it all to her because administrative work to me is not going to get me where I need to be I need to be out with the clients I need to be um being more strategic and doing other things in my organization those other things are distractions so I think that was probably one of my biggest mistakes.
2: How did you switch gears? I, I'm i sure it wasn't easy to do it overnight. No, and it's still a work in
0: progress. And my employees, they're aware of it, and they're like, yeah, you've given me... <laughs>
2: Like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's it's so funny. Continuous. But I know with an administrative assistant, I know it's really hard. We sound so much alike, Gail. It's hard for me to kind of let go also. But I'm just curious as to, you know, How did you make it happen? How did you, when did you decide to hire that administrative assistant? Did you write down everything you did in a day and start ticking off, well, I definitely need to take care of this, this I don't need to do, and hand over? Is that what, how you
0: did it? Yeah. I mean, I'm very open with my employees, so I had a meeting and I said, I know what my downfall is. And, you know, it's okay to say that as a CEO when you're a smaller organization, and say look i need your help and my problem is delegation and they knew it and we they said okay we're going to take this from you we're going to take that from you and they <laughs> wanted to do it they want to feel empowered and you have to empower and trust it's a trust issue it's it's almost egotistical in a sense to think that you could do it all and you know i have children too i have a life and It really impacted all areas of my life. I mean, is it still perfect? No, it's still a work in progress Uh because we're talking about years and years of doing this and and always owning it and doing everything yourself. Because when you do that, it almost, I mean, let's face it, you think that you could do it better than everyone else. That's what it comes down to. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself because I trust myself and I know I'm going to get it done.
2: Yeah, we tend to think that, and I have to tell you, Gail, even with my children, I kind of feel the same way. It's like my son makes his bed, and it's very lumpy when it's done, (laughs) and I just so want to jump in there and smooth out everything and make it perfect, but I have to force myself not to do that because it would make him feel bad. And it's the same thing with the employees. It's almost like you just got to let them do their best, and if you teach them how to do it and they pick up on it, I mean, it benefits us in the long run. It gives us time, and time is something that every CEO needs more of.
0: Exactly. And you know what? Maybe you don't have to teach them. They could teach you because maybe they could do it better, and you just have to trust your employees. I mean, if you've got a great team, why not? You should trust them and empower them because if you don't, they're going to leave. And. Yeah. It's okay for them to make mistakes, too. There needs to be an an environment where, look, we're all human, and we want everything perfect, but that's not reality. So I'm a big risk taker in my business. Um, We're always trying to come up with creative ideas, and I always tell my employees, if you come up with a great idea and it makes sense, we'll try it, and if it fails, that's okay, because I would rather have tried and never have regrets then not try at all. To me, that's failing. Failing
2: is not doing. Yeah, agreed all around. Great, great point. So I can't believe we only have one minute before we're breaking. So when we come back, what I'm going to do is, Gail, I'm going to give you a little time right when we come back for you to talk about um, your businesses. And do you have a new book coming out, Gail? Is that what you were mentioning? Yes, Networking Karma. Okay, so let's talk about that for a minute when we come back. and then we will wrap up the way we always do with um, our business tips. So uh, let me see. I'm just looking through all of my notes. What great information I'm so pleased with the interview going on here. So um, let's see. So Gil, it is that so you own three companies, correct? It's three correct. separate distinct companies. There are three companies,
0: and they're kind of intertwined. Um, my first business is Consult Networks, which is a consulting, temporary, um, and staffing organization. Okay. And we're going to hold up right
2: there. We're coming up okay. to the tunes, but then we're going to take it right after the commercial. So, so okay. hang in there, everybody. We have some great information still coming on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>
1: Right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Gerossi. Right after these on TogiNet.com. Join us for Self Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on TogiNet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, The holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent Live, every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jorossi on toginet.com.
2: Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we're on our very last segment of Paying It Forward. So, Gail, can you tell us, you started to tell us about Consult Networks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your first business. And um, is there anything else you want to add about that? Well, I mean, you know, that, that's the core
0: of my business. So that's staffing, and, you know, I help, um candidates get jobs typically with Fortune five hundred companies and in different industries and different functional areas. So that's very fulfilling, you know, to me as we mentioned before, you know, getting people back to work because I, I've got to tell you, I've never you know, in all the years that I've been doing recruiting, two thousand nine, two thousand ten was just terrific and To hear the plights and the stories of of people unemployed and the frustrations, it was just heartbreaking. And um, that experience has really taught me a lot. And you really um, have to give back. I think as a CEO, it can't be all about you. It's about giving to others. Um, whether it be great employees also doing things outside of work and being philanthropic I think that's very important Um, it can't all be about you Um, in my business I actually and it's it's a strange phenomenon for me but my business it's like a separate entity for me it's like I'm almost removed from it I treat it as my child because i don't want to make decisions that are personal Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes when you make decisions that are too personal you make the wrong decisions it's about making the right decision for the business and in doing so i've had to make some very very difficult decisions probably one of the most difficult decisions um in my life um because of my business um And I'm sure some people have gone through this, and some people are going through this right now and and can't do it, but I did have um, a business partner who I used to work with at another company, and um, I thought we would be great partners, and we would complement each other, Um, but what happened was our values were different. I was a big thinker. She was a small thinker. Um, We were just headed in different directions, and I basically was, I felt like I was the only one working in the organization, and and she treated it like a part-time thing, and that's not who I am, and that's not what I was treating this company as. So I unfortunately, and she was a friend, and I unfortunately had to end the partnership, and it was very difficult, but... I had to take my personal feelings out of it. And it might sound harsh, but if you're in a business, I mean, I grew this business over a million dollars in less than two years. My revenue oh, was I over. Oh, I am so
2: impressed. Yeah. So
0: that's if my goal was to just treat it as a part-time thing and, and not think big, then it would have been okay, but it wasn't okay for me. and. It was a decision I had to make, and I had to take my personal part of it out of it. It was the right thing for the business
2: i 'll well, tell you um, it 's so you important, make- you know, Gail. You bring up such a good, good point, so many times I get so emotionally involved in making a decision. Do you know what I have to tell myself it 's terrible. I tell myself if I was a man, do you think he would be taking that, and it like I mentally envision myself putting on a pair of pants and i 'm like i 'm not going to take it i 'm just going to say exactly what needs to be said, especially in negotiations it 's like exactly. because i 'm a nice person. Sometimes I feel like people, you know, can take advantage, and I'm like, oh no, it doesn't work like that. This is a business, and you got to make decisions based, you know, decisions for your business. It's not anything personal. And wow, exactly. what a tough decision you had.
0: But I, mean, I believe um, in
2: compassion. That, you have to be compassionate.
0: Uh-huh. But. Some of the best decisions you're going to make in your business are the most difficult. And if you can't make those difficult decisions, then you can't run a company. That's how I feel. You can't be a CEO. Then you might as well be an employee somewhere because every day you're faced with decisions, and some of them are easy, and some of them are difficult, and some of them affect other people. And it might sound cold. It might sound callous to some people. But you have a business to run, and, of course, you always try to find ways not to have things affect people in a negative way. But, um, you know, I always tell people, even when you lose your job, at that point, they don't see that it could be the best thing in their life. Because I always tell them, take this time now to find what you really want to do. And they come back three months
2: later and say, thank you, you are 100% right. I think it's great. So, yep. Gail, um, before we move on to our business tips um, and before we talk real quick um, about your other two businesses, let's talk about the giveaway. It looks like you have a Consult Networks t-shirt you'd like to give away. What I would like to do is the I am going to tweet about our show today and um, The first person who responds to my tweet at Glovies will be entitled to the T-shirt. What do you think about that, Gail? That sounds wonderful. Okay, that'll be fun. So I'll I'll tweet um, after the show, and let's see who wins the T-shirt. Okay, so um, Gail, tell us, what made you start your other company, Speed Networks?
0: Okay, so Speed Networks. This is how this started. Um, as I told you before, and again, it goes back to my childhood, I am naturally shy, believe it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're doing
2: great today. We never would have oh, known thank that. thank you. Um,
0: I'm naturally shy, and naturally, I'm not good at networking, and it's very difficult for me, and I think most people, to work a room when you're networking, and studies show that... You typically tend at a networking event just to, you know, be with two or three people and kind of hold on to them, and you really don't optimize the room. So one day I went, and I'm not good at break. I wasn't good at breaking the ice and all that other stuff that you have to do, all the small talk at a networking event. Um, And then you see people in the room that are so great at it, and it could be very intimidating. So I went to this speed networking event, and – I had an "Aha moment, and I said, "Wow, this really works because the speed networking is very similar to speed dating. It's the same premise just for businesses. Um, of course, with speed dating, you want to find that perfect one person, and in speed networking, you know you want to meet as many people as you want um, as you like, obviously, to expand your network. Um, so I went to the speed networking event, and it felt really comfortable for me because I was forced to meet as many people in a certain period of time, and it felt comfortable. So what you do is you give a three- to four-minute pitch, and you exchange back and forth, and then you go on to the next person, and you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going. And I said, wow, this is so good because I'm getting to meet more people now. And I don't feel intimidated because everyone knows they have to give their pitch. And it's very straightforward. It's very this direct. This is
2: great. So is that where Speed Hire came from?
0: No, this is how Speed Networks came from. No, However, after I took that it,
2: event the that concept I went of to, Speed Network, did that switch to Speed Higher? Well, uh,
0: Speed Higher is a combo. Of speed networks and consult networks.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So speed networks,
0: then I decided, wow, I could do this and help people. Again, it's about helping people because uh-huh. I know so many other people are going through this. But there were some issues with that event that I went to where I said I could do this better. Oh, wow. So that's that's how I, I created Speed Networks. And it also has helped my business and consult networks because you may meet people that are looking for jobs mm-hmm. or looking for people. So it was very synergistic. Oh, this is just perfect. Speed Hire is a combo of Speed Networks and Consult Networks. And how Speed Hire came about, and we're the only only company in the country that's doing this kind of event. From my candidates and from my own experience, job fairs used to be how you used to find candidates before social media. Job Mm -hmm. fairs were amazing. But now with LinkedIn and Facebook and job boards, job fairs really are not that good anymore. And it's it's really demeaning. It's almost like a cattle call um, to candidates. And I would hear them when I speak to them, saying, I just went to this job fair and I waited 30 minutes just to interview with one company and they didn't even have anything for me. And I said to myself, I want to bring dignity back to recruiting. That's very important to me because I I feel a lot of companies um, are not treating candidates right, and it's ruining their brand through the recruiting process.
2: Oh, I think this is just such great information. But I can't believe it. We have less than two minutes to the show. We always wrap up our show with the business tips. So what I'm going to do, Gail, is I'm going to run down the business tips that you gave us. And Mm -hmm. then maybe we'll have one minute to comment. So the first business tip, and we've talked about everything in the show today. So we'll just wrap it up. So the first thing Gail is suggesting as her business tip is network. The second thing, as Gail mentioned, hire a business coach. The third thing is delegate. As a CEO, we all have to delegate. The fourth thing is hire great employees that believe in your corporate values and fit in your corporate culture. The fifth thing is be authentic and do business ethically. All you have is your reputation. And she has two bonuses here. Provide excellent customer service always. And the last one is take risks and think big. Well, I have to tell you, Gail, I so appreciate you being a part of paying it forward. Um, Tell us real quick how anybody can get in touch with you, Gail. Okay. I will give you my email address.
0: Um, It's, G Miller, M I L L E R, at Consult Networks, and I will spell it because it's tricky. C O N S U L T N E T W O R X dot com. Perfect. And my website uh. is the same thing, consultnetworks.com. dot com.
2: Wonderful, and we have it on the TogiNet website if anybody did not get that. But, Gail, thank you so much again for teaching us how to hire employees. I so appreciate it, and everybody, have a great, productive week, and I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on TogiNet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments.